Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jamil Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. All homebrewers have a favorite commercial beer, but not everyone can make it. Welcome to the show that teaches you how, where you can challenge two masters, Jamil Zainashev and Tasty McDole. This is the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Now here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Hi, everybody. <laughs> That's all I got today. A little little worn down from the uh, Schumann extravaganza last night. Is that what that was? That was the second half of the night. The first <laughs> night was pretty much trouble as well. Yeah. We were at the opening gala of the San Francisco Beer Week. Nice. Very nice affair. Nice. Very nice. Was Lots it very gala-ish? Uh, I wasn't into that gala mood, but uh, it was you know, like an indoor beer fest, which was nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Oh, look at this. Like water, in the water in the studio and everything. It's like uh, real fancy. We, must look, here. we are a little bit dehydrated, I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Me, I was. Uh, I spent like the entire day in bed sick. I watched you on Brewing TV all morning. I don't know. You look like you're pretty chipper you know, that's there. That's fine. Well, that's the reality of uh, oh. you know TV. It wasn't live? It's not. It's very rarely live. Mm. Mm. Closer, closer to the dead. Speaking of live and dead, we have the lovely uh, Kim Wood in the studio with us. Good morning. <laughs> what kind of intro is that? Yeah, come on, you got to come up with something, something special. You didn't give us your resume. Um, you want to give it to us? My resume? Yeah, like, no. well, why are you here? Why, why Whoa, hello. Talking to the microphone. Well, I think there was some and, affirmative uh, action thing oh, against the BM. I see. Oh, yeah. We've yeah. been action against <laughs> And they needed a woman, and you know right. I was the closest thing they could find. So, oh, you know, well, yeah. and I'll tell you, somebody actually complained to me and said, "Well, how come you don't have any women brewers that you interview?" And you know, just you know, like some big rash of crap. And uh, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm not going to go out and have somebody you know do the show with us just because of their gender. I mean, just as much as I wouldn't go out and find somebody because of their race. Mm. I mean, I find the two equally offensive. Right. I truly do. I think it's just like, well, because you're a woman, then your beer should be on the show. No, no, your beer's on the show because it's a good beer. You're a good brewer, you know, good beer. That's why you should be on the show. And so I was like, no, sorry, I won't do that. <laughs> yeah, I said, if you have some great beer that you want to request and the brewer happens to be a woman, I'm fine with that. I don't care. You know, yeah. we, don't, we don't go one way or the other. So why is Kim on the show? Well, yeah, <laughs> that's the whole I was thing. I say that's quite progressive of you, Jamil. Well, no, but, uh, well. you know, we were, uh, you know, looking to add to our stable of uh, master brewers. Right. And, um, you know, I wanted people that were close enough that we could get them into the studio every so often. So... Um, and people that we knew brewed uh, great beer. So, actually, uh, my buddy Matt Staley down in uh, Southern California, I got him involved, and he's okay. going to be doing a beer for us oh, cool. for Can You Brew It? And then uh, you, uh, you know, I've had your beer several times, and um, uh, I think it was, uh, you know, the beer, the last beer that I had from from you at uh, maybe the Green Valley Homebrewers. Oh, Green Belt. Mm-hmm. Or Green Belt uh, Homebrewers meeting. And I was like, God, yeah, she really does know how to brew, and Andy sure doesn't. So uh, <laughs> I was thinking, uh, you know, maybe you, you'd be a, a good one to, to have. And, you know, well, so there you we'll go. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. And you said yes, so uh, there you go. Here we are. Let's do yeah. it. Let's make it happen. Let's make <laughs> Let's radio make magic or whatever it is. Speaking of magic, Northern Brewer, huh? Those guys can deliver the magic, believe me. <laughs> they, they can. They uh, great group of folks out there, and actually they've uh, been helping us deliver the magic for five years or, or more. More than five years now. It's like five and a half years we've been doing yeah, this. Right. Oh, really smokes. loyal. Yes, and, great guys. Uh, Northern Brewers there been there you know, day in and day out uh, making sure that uh, the show goes on uh, through uh, substantial sponsorship dollars. Yes, that's a real commitment. Yeah, we don't. We can't afford the uh, the yachts and 
and Justin jetting off around the, the world in his, in his Westie. Right. Uh, you know, it's just, just not going to happen uh, without Northern Brewer uh, sticking by us. I almost said sticking it to us. <laughs> <laughs> sticking by us. No, great, great folks. Check it out, uh, northernbrewer.com. They have a wide array of products and everything you need to brew these can you brew it recipes and it's fresh it's great quality they turn a lot of product over so um you know you're not going to get stale grains from them things like that uh they're uh, top notch and customer service is excellent their shipping's quite reasonable just a good group of folks to to do business with so if you're looking for uh, a supplier for your your uh your brewing needs northern brewer check them out great people all right, so uh, what is our challenge today, Justin? Well, Mulligan, who was a sergeant in the BN Army, thank you very much, Mulligan, mm-hmm. wrote in, uh, he wrote in, uh, Pope and Juicy. Mulligan's old school. <laughs> he remembers yeah. He remembers when Juicy that was, was popular. one or two episodes. Yeah, that request is probably from like 1990-something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're finally getting to it. Well, he says, Pope and Juicy. Actually, uh, Mulligan likes a lot of different beers, but he wrote in and said, you know, the Meantime Brewing Company out there in London has an incredible selection of beer. Um, he especially likes their London Porter mm-hmm. and wants to know, can you brew it? Awesome, awesome. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, so this being in our uh, British division, um, in the in the Great Britain division, uh, Neil uh, Spake, he uh, he took on the challenge of getting the interview. And our then, foreign correspondent, yes. our foreign correspondent. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, back with us. Mm-hmm. I decided that because people liked him so much, despite the fact that they like him better than me, <laughs> I would allow him to do more uh, interviews for the show. So, uh, yeah, Neil's Neil's back helping out, and uh, this was Kim's challenge to do the uh, do the brewing. So, uh, let's do this. Let's take a short break, and when we come back, we will uh, hear from uh, Neil and Steve at uh, meantime. Back after this. Okay, so my double IPA has an ABV of 7.5 and a clarity of brilliant. So that's a plus 8. I pour it. Sorry. Looks like she found it unpalatable. Ha! Shut up, Doug. My creek gets a plus 10 versus girls because it's a fruit beer. You can't open the bottle and she walks over to the guy with the Pinot Grigio. This sucks. Ugh, I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. What's this? Non-Alcoholics Anonymous? Dude, get out of here. We're in the middle of a brew session. Is that an actual beer? Yeah. I crafted it. I don't really uh, use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Have you ever been called upon to explain why it's named India Pale Ale? Do you burp Y Yeast 3522 and crap Cascade? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs, ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the tongue splitter. I've got dry hops stuck in my braces. And the burp. Urban Barrel Porter. Now on tap in the Mose Eisley Cantina. Make 10th level at northernbrewer.com. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read Read your way to better homebrew. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has homebrewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. 
There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah, uh, mother... White Labs. It's all in the vial. Whether I'm making me dry stout or rebuilding me kegs, I head to the heart of dear Dublin for me homebrewing supplies. You head all the way back to Emerald Isle just for a wee batch of grain for a bit of keg tubing? No, you moronic waste to deliver. Dublin, California. I go to HopTech. For 30 years, HopTech in Dublin, California has been supplying homebrewers with malt extract, fresh grains, hops, spices and sugars, hop oils and extracts, and much more. HopTech is one of the first homebrew supply shops on the internet and is proud to offer a war winning beer kits, both online and in their store. Mention the BN Army for a 10% discount off your order. The store is open every day except Wednesday or shop online at hoptech.com anytime. Hoptech is run by passionate, award-winning brewers who live, love, and travel for beer and bring their experience to the store for you. If you don't want to visit Dublin, just call toll-free 800-DRY-HOPS or go to hoptech.com. Visit Hoptech today in Dublin, California and at hoptech.com. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Uh, this is Neil Spake again for the Brewing Network, and I'm with Steve Smith from Meantime Brewing in London. And today's topic is their London Porter, yet another historical beer. Uh, probably not, couldn't be more historical than being a porter from London. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, yeah, and what's nice about the London Porter too is it really a lot of research went into this beer um, and it, it, it basically what was found out that there's no way you can super accurately reproduce them um, but we've tried to kind of blend a bunch of malts together that would kind of more emulate the way the malt really would have been done back then um, because uh, the malting yeah, basically, the malt the maltsters obviously didn't have the control that they have today, and so you, you didn't have uniform malts. You had more or less, uh, you know, some of it would be burned and some of it would be, <laughs> you know, uh, light, and some would be, you know, it just it would be all over the board. So you ended up a mixture of stuff. <laughs> right. So we kind of make our own mixture of stuff. Okay. So the starting gravity of this beer. Um, our starting is fourteen six, and for Plato, which is about what is that ten fifty nine, ten sixty? It's right on that borderline, so it's almost ten sixty. Okay, and it finishes out at that one finishes out just just above three Plato. So once again, it's it's kind of similar to our IPA that it, it's a fairly dry beer, relatively right. speaking. Um, and you know, so it's it's what's that about ten twelve or so for okay. a finish, right? And same batch size as the yep, it's a hundred hectoliter batch size. Yeah. Okay, and the color of this one, it's pretty dark. It's pretty dark. Yeah, yeah. Um, and SRM, it's just under forty, so it's like thirty eight or so. Okay. Uh, EBC, what is that? Uh, Oh, 70-something. Right. Yeah, so dark. <laughs> okay. And the bitterness in this one? Uh, bitterness isn't that huge. Uh, it's right in mid-30s, so about 35 is target on that. And usually this one pre- reproduces pretty well. I usually get this one within a couple of BUs, so 35 is target. Okay, great. And uh, how about the grist bill in this one? Oh, right. I hope everybody's got a lot of paper in time. I'm interested to hear what the, the grain <laughs> mix is in this one. It is. This is a, this is a classic, uh, you know, everything, in, in, including the kitchen sink recipe. Exactly. Um, so we use Baird's malt for the base malt, and it's just uh, it's their standard pale ale malt, which, um, like our IPA, it's, it's actually a blended malt. So it, it has... You know, as far as uh, varietals in it, it it's uh, got a component of Marisada, a component of Tipple. Um, it has a component of Optic. Um, and not so much anymore Golden Promise because they're kind of pulling Golden Promise back. Um, uh, I just had a conversation with them recently, and, and that's a pretty much unless a special order malt. To people that like that one, they better uh, get what they can because it's going to slowly disappear here. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, well, I guess they're just not getting the yields, and uh, and it's it's uh, being troublesome for whatever reason to the growers. Right. So, um, so that that's about forty eight percent 
of the grist on this one. Okay. And then the, the next big component is more of that uh, English Munich malt that we get from Baird's, which, like I was saying on the IPA, um, even though it has the name Munich, I, I really wouldn't consider it a Munich malt. Like, I wouldn't want to use this to make a, a real German-style lager with it. Um, I think you would find it gives a little too much of the kind of toasty, uh, bread-crusty kind of notes uh, at a stronger level than you would typically get from like a, a, a German-style Munich malt. So you might also you might use it in place of like a biscuit malt or an amber malt. Uh, absolutely, yeah. As a matter of fact, it, it works really well that way. Okay. Um, and that's about twenty-four percent. And then the next one is uh, really like Thomas Fawcett for a lot of the specialty malts. Um, really, really, I've been actually I enjoyed them even when I brewed with them in the states. But I mean, now that they're not that far away, it's really nice having them available. Yeah, I'm a big fan of their stuff too. Oh, yeah, it's great malt. It really is. Nice yeah. people, too. Super nice people. Um, I, so we use a, a component of the brown malt, um, and that's about 8%. Now, the brown malt it is probably, historically, the closest to some of the malts that you really actually would have gotten when London Porters were originated. So um, even though we don't use a lot of it in there, uh, 8% isn't a lot, really, but anybody that has experience with Thomas Fawcett brown malt knows that 8% is a lot. Okay. <laughs> it is a very, very, very uh, high flavor malt and high aroma malt. So it, it adds a gigantic impact on this beer. Um, so it's one of those things that you kind of, if you if you use it in a recipe other than a porter, be very gentle with it. <laughs> um, I use Vireman smoked malt, actually, because there is a bit of a smoky component in this one. Okay. And we didn't want to go with a peat malt because it really wouldn't have been that accurate. Yeah, so, I agree. Totally. Yeah, so we don't we do not do the peat thing. Um, so we use the Vireman smoked malt, and that's a, the same thing. It's about 8%. So it's, uh, it's enough to give you the hints in the beer, and but not become uh, a dominant, you know, character of it it's just it's it's meant to just give you some of the background characters right um and then uh, another thomas uh fawcett uh, pale crystal and that's about five percent and what's and the color of that one again uh it's uh, about 21 lava bond okay so what's that uh it kind of that one bounces around. One of the things about Thomas Fawcett malt is, I mean, they're fairly consistent, but because they do such small batch processing and, and they don't like to blend much, they're not a big one on blending. They pretty much just try to nail it every time they do it. Um, they have a little more fluctuation in their numbers, which some people might not like. Um, we just kind of work around it. You know, we'll, we'll you know, we'll just uh, sometimes we'll increase or decrease that proportion of the recipe if it, you know, if it's going to have a big impact. Um, in this case, it's right around 21 level bond, and, and, uh, and it, you see it get up to about 25. Okay. Uh, either way, in this beer, it doesn't really matter because it, it's not really a color contributor. It is, but it's not the big contra- color contributor. Right. Um, and it's more about the, the flavors you get from that malt, the body, and then, uh, the, 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 some of the sweetness that comes from it. And that's about 5% of the grist. And then we lose a, a little bit of torrified wheat in it also, and uh, that's about five percent also. Okay. And and then some of the uh, a little bit of chocolate malt and uh, Thomas Fawcett and all these, by the way. Okay. Uh, and that's about two percent. And what's and the color of that chocolate? That's about three seventy-five Lovabon. Okay. Um, so it's they have yeah and Thomas Fawcett has about three different chocolates they've got like a light chocolate a regular chocolate and a dark chocolate so there there is varying grades of chocolate malt from them um, and this is their kind of middle one it's not the dark it's not the light okay uh, and then black malt from Thomas Fawcett and that's about one percent okay and that's like oh, five hundred and something it's two percent on chocolate if I didn't give that to you sorry okay great. And the stand—that's just a standard black patent type malt. Yeah, yep, yep. And it's actually only a little bit darker 
and then the, the chocolate it's, it comes in just over 400 okay. um, but that you know that that one you know isn't that one bounces around quite a bit too i've in fact i just got a batch in that's near 450 so it uh, seems to be some fluctuation on that right. it's black <laughs> okay uh, and how about the uh, water treatment on this one same as the uh yeah, it's actually a little bit different on this one. Okay. Um, what we do is instead of using gypsum, um, I use a, a small amount. You know, once again, it's a twenty-five percent. You know, just uh, carbon filtered um, London water, and then seventy-five percent RO water. That's kind of our base that we run with, and then um, and then we treat it to bring the calcium up with calcium chloride, and that's because London water always had a lot of chloride in it. Um, it, it does to this day, and, uh, and so we be, um, boost it up that way, um, and and that it kind of softens the beer. It, it really does a good job of, of adding a roundness to that beer because the, the idea is to have the malt be the big player, not the hops. Right. Um, and it, it uh, and besides, there's enough dark malt in there, so you do get a bunch of that bitterness coming from the malt alone. Um, and uh, it just uh, the calcium chloride just kind of softens it up a bit. Okay, and it brings it into a, tra- a traditional, you know, more of a duplicate of true London water. Right, somewhat more historically accurate and exactly, yeah. exactly. Okay. And uh, as far as what we we're talking about, as far as, as far as calcium level on that one, um, calcium level that once again it's near the seventy mark, so it's like seventy five or so. So it's pretty high. You know, and that brings your chlorides up really high. <laughs> right. And how about the the mash on this? Uh, the mash is is it's a it's a sixty two, so it's a low so sixty two C. And this one actually does have a step in it. Um, so we go starting at sixty two C, uh, rested for about thirty minutes, and then I slowly heat it up to seventy two. Okay. And and. Uh, and the one nice thing about having these fancy new brew houses is I can control that ramp absolutely perfectly, which is kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so it's a slow ramp, um, less than a, a degree per minute, you know, degree Celsius per minute. So you're talking 15 minutes to rise up to 72. Okay. And and then rest it again for about another 20 minutes at 72, and then and then bring it up to 77 for mash off. Okay. And then and, just sparge it off? Yep, sparge it off. takes about two hours. Um, pretty straightforward. Uh, but you uh, do transfer it to a lauder ton. Is that correct? We do, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we don't, we don't have... Um, we, we have it, It's a separate mash ton. So right, it's, okay. It's, a, it's an actual mash vessel and then into the lauder ton. And we've, and we've always actually only had that. Um, even the original brewery was like that. Okay, and then Alistair, uh, the boil. Alistair, uh, much history about Alistair, but he's kind of a—he uh, loves German beer as much as he loves English beer. Um, so he he, he resi- resisted the urge to limit himself because he he wanted to make sure to have good lagers brewed also. So <laughs> right. kind of made us necessitate a lager ton. Yeah, I don't think we we mentioned. Uh, who Alistair really is? Um, he's, oh. he's he's pretty much the founder of of me. Oh, Time, he is right? the founder. And, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, if Alistair. I read correctly, he's he has uh, degrees from Harriet Watt as well yep. as uh, from Munich. Yep, yeah. He's also right? a, yep. He's a Weinstefan grad also. So yeah. he's a he's a true British and German educated brewer, which is pretty absolutely. unique. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and, and it's it's funny too because he um, he loves both. He really does. Um, he really has a great love for both the Germanic and the English brewing, his you know traditions. Right. Yeah. No, it's fun. Um, okay. And the boil time on this beer? It's another seventy-five minute boil. Okay. Um, and the hops you use? It's one hundred percent Fuggle hops. And we use all type 90 on this one, although I'm thinking of switching um, to use whole leaf on it, maybe even for the whole thing. I haven't decided yet whether or not I want to do that. <laughs> right. 
Um, but uh, at this point, I'm using Type 90. But it's all fungal, and okay. there's three editions. And there's an edition um, at the very start of boil. Okay, so that, it's not a first ward hop. It's like not a first ward on this one. It's, okay. it's a start of boil. Okay. And that edition is yeah, it's about just under 90 grams per hectoliter. Okay. And then we do one 10 minutes before the end of boil. And that's about the same. So there, it's basically three equal additions, um, all running around 90 grams per hectoliter. And so there's another one at 10 minutes before the end of the boil. Okay. And then there's one at the very end of the boil, just as you're starting the, the whirlpool. So essentially, you could call that a whirlpool edition. Okay. And then you don't use the hop back for this one? You don't I'm use assuming. the hop back for this one. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking of trying using the hop back for this. Um, one of the reasons I've held off, to be honest with you, the first brew I did with it, I actually used it, and then I pulled away from it, is, is uh, mostly because the seeds in the fuggle hops are, at least the current crop, are just uh, so much yeah. <laughs> that it, uh, it, it's, it's been amazing how much it uh, clogs up my grief filter to the, uh, to the heat exchanger. Right. So, yeah, I've kind of reverted to type 90s to stay away from that. Right. Well, you don't want a lot of hop character in this beer, right? No, no, and, and you can tell by the hopping. It's not very aggressive at all. It's a, it's a real quiet hop, you know, profile, I consider. Um, and, and there is the reason for using the fuggle is not only that it would be a traditional hop, it's also because it, uh, the earthiness of the fuggle hop really contributes to the, the malt profile. Right. So, so uh, instead of trying to get the estuary, flowery thing, then we really wanted to to you know, be earthy in all ways, right? And what what type of yeast do you use on this one? It, once again, it's our house ale yeast, which is you know basically a Nottingham okay. yeast. It's, it's what's based on. So okay, that's its and does it go through a primary and a conditioning step? It does only for brightening the beer. But to be honest with you, this is a beer that in the way we treat it, it just goes through primary fermentation, and we. We chill it for a week just to kind of do a chill haze preventer on it um, so that when we filter it, it, it actually goes through the filter okay. Okay, yep. <laughs> um, but I don't really think that's a necessary step. I mean, it is for us because we're trying to, to make it, you know, go into the bottle nice and everything. But as a home brewer, I think um, if you just let it terminal and then chill it down to whatever your bottle temperature is, you know, I think you'll be fine. Um, and it ferments really. It's not a really high gravity beer. I mean, it's only you know fourteen six. So you know you're talking six and a half percent alcohol. Right. It's uh, it's not huge. So it it, uh, it ferments nicely, and we ferment that at about twenty two. Twenty two. Okay. Yeah. So a little warm, but yeah. like like I said, the yeast seems to handle that no problem. Okay, and then you follow the same you. You coarsely filter it and then add yeast and croissant at yeah. bottling? Yeah, exactly. So it's another bottle-conditioned beer, just like yep. the India Pale Ale? Yep. Okay. And um, this yeah. is an interesting beer, I think, because in contrast to the IPA, which, you know, the oxidation and stuff like that really just you know, really changes that, the IPA, um, this beer has uh, just inherently from the dark malts and everything it seems to be uh, a real tank of a beer because what it does is it it seems to resist any abuse it's almost uh, you can almost just do all the things you don't want to do to this beer you know leave it out in the sun Um, you know leave it in the trunk of your car while you go to the beach or something and then take it home and chill it and it'll still be okay (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's a pretty robust beer. <laughs> it is. It seems to stand up really well. I mean, I, we regularly, um, I, I try to taste the beers when they, we, we keep a beer library. And when a beer goes uh, over expiration date, which unfortunately here, they require us to have a minimum of a year on beer bottles, which I don't really agree with, but that's the way they do it in the UK. Okay. Um, 
I prefer our beer to be consumed within the first three months. (laughs) But um, but so I'll take them off the shelf, and when we're cleaning off the shelf of the beers, you know, that have gone past expiration date, don't don't any longer need to be in the beer library. Um, I usually like to crack one and see how it's you know how is it at the end of its life. Yeah. And this, I can't tell you how many times. Um, we've dug through and somehow a beer went way beyond she should have been cleaned out of the library and um, in fact I had one that was three years old uh, just the other day and it actually still tasted darn good (laughs) I was like I was really I was very happy I was like wow this beer is bulletproof (laughs) it's a lay down beer (laughs) right so any special advice on this one that you might give to the home brewer or the cloner in this case? Once again, I think you have to get those malts. Um, uh, the Thomas Fawcett malts, I think, are absolutely crucial. Okay. Uh, I, I think that's there's so much character going on. And then, of course, you know, the Barrett's base malt is, is fantastic stuff, too. Um, you guys would be absolutely blown away at what we get that malt for over here (laughs) i can imagine yes it's disgustingly affordable over here that's a good thing it is definitely okay steve i really appreciate your time once again and all the detail you've given us it's you're a great interviewee that's for sure Cool. Well, I, I wish everybody the best of luck with it, and uh, if anybody gets over to you know London on one of their holidays, make sure to uh, come on over and see our new brewery. So it's, uh, it's in Greenwich, so you can stop in Greenwich and check out uh, the things over there. And if you come during the Olympics, you'll have to definitely come over and check us out. There you go. Hey. We're a short walk away from the, where the they're going to be holding part of the Olympics. So. Awesome. Um, okay. Well, thanks again, Steve. Sure. Well, take care and uh, best of luck. From the stovetop to a camp burner to some kind of brew stand, most homebrewers follow some version of this progression. With each move, a homebrewer will often have to change a lot, if not all, of their equipment. Until now, Blickman Engineering brings you the top-tier brewing stand, the only brewing stand that grows with you. For example, buy a top-tier floor-standing burner now, and it'll bolt right to your top-tier brewing stand when you're ready for all-grain brewing. The top-tier brewing stand is perfect for 5-gallon to 20-gallon batch sizes. Its modular design is adjustable and accommodates everything from small footprint coolers up to 30-gallon pots. How does the top-tier brewing stand do it? At its core is a strong, heat-treated, and anodized aluminum main post. On all four sides are built-in T-slots for the adjustable heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves and beefy burner tiers. The tiers accommodate any manufacturer's pots or coolers up to 21 inches in diameter. Best of all, not only does the top-tier brewing stand grow with your skills and equipment, but it easily knocks down for long-term storage or transport, too. The top-tier brewing stand from Blickman Engineering. Learn more at BlickmanEngineering.com and to find a local Blickman retailer and start brewing from the top tier. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmaster's database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe, and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmaster's Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it, with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmaster's Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BNARMY in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to Riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. 
Don't miss the Beer of the Month, Special Rotating Taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. Since 1921, Mundins has been a provider of quality malted grain and extracts. What did he just say? What did he say? That's 90 years of locally sourced grain for home brewers and professional brewers alike. All farm within 50 miles of our malt houses. What? I can't understand what this guy said. last part. Whole and crushed malts, including wheat and peated malt, liquid extract, hopped and unhopped, as well as dried malt extract. Everything from beginner home brewer kits to all the ingredients an infant's home brewer needs. Something about trains? What? Language is this guy speaking? He's from Austria. <laughs> Mundins is proudly serving brewers in 54 countries and honored to be a leader in mowing. Can you understand this guy? No. <laughs> That's a really free language. Ah! Ask for Mundins Malt and Malt Extract at your local home brew shop. Mundins. For brewing, distilling, and baking. Quality malted grain and extract for 90 years. Make your malt Mundins. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's exactly. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Put yeah. some yeah. sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. It's beer. <laughs> <laughs> Now back to the challenge. Can you brew it? All right, we're back. We're talking, uh, meantime, London Porter. Yeah, it's funny. I, I ran into uh, Steve at the GABF. I was in the elevator going down, and, you know, some other guy standing there, and you tend to look at each other's name tags, right? and you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, what brew are you <laughs> And uh, he's like, yeah, meantime. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, we got a bunch of requests for, for Kenya Brewing. He goes, oh, yeah, Brewing Network. He was totally into it. And he, he was like, you know, we're really busy right now, but he says, if you email me in a couple of months, I'll make sure we, we do the uh, Kenya Brew It for you. And so, yeah, no problem. Good guy. Yeah, uh, real nice guy. And uh, had a great time chatting with him there. Uh, you know, the AHA uh, and the BA, they put on a lot of great events. And uh, one of them is JBF. Another one is, and what I consider the better event, really, if you could only go to one event, <laughs> yeah. which would it be? It would be NHC. NHC. Yeah, yeah the, the Homebrewers <laughs> Conference, right? <laughs> this year it's in San Diego, June uh, 2011. It's going to be in San Diego. It is going to be the largest, the best, the most fantastic homebrew conference you could possibly attend. And uh, by now it's probably getting close to sold out. Um, you know, they these things always sell out, and I think uh, Justin on our last uh, governing committee call, they were saying they're getting pretty close, right? Really close, and I, I think even the rooms were were really close. They were they right. were oversold already, right? And yeah. they have an overflow hotel, the Handlery, right, right yeah. near there. So there'll, yeah. there'll be some rooms if you could just get a ticket, right? Tickets are tough, right? Well, you know, the Brewery Network here, we've secured uh, some free tickets. Yep. Out of the uh, good graces of the AHA. I mean, they could sell these things. And we talked them into giving us some to uh, give away to our listeners. So, Kenya Brewitt's giving away a ticket. Uh, Bruce Strong's giving away a ticket. And Sunday Session giving away a ticket. All you need to do is make sure you're an AHA member. Uh, easy way to do that. You go to thebrewingnetwork.com. Click on that AHA. Join the AHA uh, link. You sign up for the AHA. And... You're getting value for your money there. Plus, they kick back a few bucks to the the Brewing Network, so you're helping two great causes uh, with that one click. And uh, if you are also a BN donor, BN member, uh, the Donate Now button, that's uh, 2 bucks a month. Or you can go more if you want. Uh, If during the time of the drawing, which I believe is the end of February, you are both an AHA member and a BN donor, you are in the drawing. And uh, that is a full conference pass to uh, the uh, AHA Homebrewers Conference in San Diego in 2011. It's a great value. Tasty doesn't even get that. Right. <laughs> he has to pay for his ticket. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a great value. That is fantastic. So, uh, you know, if you get a chance, uh, sign up for the AHA, sign up for uh, BN Donor, and um, you uh, will be in the drawing. 
Yeah, pretty good chance. Yeah, uh, there all the lot. events, the grand banquet, the yep. club night, which is the core event of the whole thing. Right, right. It's a great time there. Pro Brewers night. Yeah. Uh, club night. Our big uh, anniversary party, Kim and Andy Wood's anniversary, Paxson's cooking a, we'll, a dinner we'll th- for it. We'll Actually, throw in, we will throw in, right, so, Justin? Yes. BN anniversary tickets for the for the winner oh. of this. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. We could do that. All right. And tickets to Kim and Andy's anniversary. Now, how do you get that ticket? Video. Why? Oh, video. Oh. Yeah. It'll oh. be a DVD, <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll give that away with the tickets. It will nice. be minutes of entertainment. Yeah, it'll be a full minute <laughs> well, I'll tell you, next, of entertainment. Ne- next break, we'll tell you what website you can go to. To, to get get that DVD. That's right. All right. So, uh, you know, get, get, check that out. Uh, it's going to be a great time, and uh, you know, you're, you're you're getting value for your for your money on uh, signing up for the AHA and uh, donating to the BN. So, uh, well worth doing. All right. So during the break, we uh, or during the interview, we were tasting um, blind tasting some uh, meantime porter, and we were blind tasting. Um, uh, apparently, two versions of uh, Kim's uh, attempt to brew in this beer. So, uh, our glasses were marked with uh, an egg, uh, testes, and uh, sperm. <laughs> you know, Andy and his Andy's marking in the studio. Skills, yeah, skills, we had a weird you know. seller guy today. Uh, <laughs> and we actually had two formats of the meantime. We had the large bottle format, which is uh, we think is their older format, and then we have uh, a small bottle format. And um, let's start with uh, Tasty. Tasty's Tasting. Tasty's Tasting um, Notes. Yeah, well, I've... Um, well, Kim has two beers here. Uh, two two trials of the same uh, recipe, basically, I guess. Mm-hmm. She can explain what the differences are. Those, But I'm, I'm focusing on what uh, we're calling the uh, Testies. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, I noticed that testes. compared to what the uh, small bottle format, which is the obviously fresher version, so that seems to be what I'm uh, focusing on here. Uh, very similar in, in, in color, uh, foam stands very, very identical. Um, slight difference in maybe ester profile, but that's just you know maybe uh, just you know very slight. I, I certainly get uh, I get uh, cl- uh, uh, Kim has certainly captured a, a big part, if not the whole. Uh, Meantime beer, so um, oh no, I think it's a good good version. I think it's uh, cloned. Cloned, yeah. All right, all right. And uh, how about uh, Chad? Do you have an opinion on uh, on the on the on the various beers here? Uh, well, I think you know we're talking about testicles and the small bottle. So I think the testicles is a, a great version of the small bottle beer. Again, you know. Um, those notes of uh, dark, you know, caramel and uh, toffee and things are, are both in both beers, and the color looks really nice in both beers. So, uh, yeah, I would say cloned as well. Um, you know, you might want to talk about a little oxidation maybe in the bottle version, but that's um, I think pretty normal for those beers coming across the seas. Right. Yeah, it's it's quite a trip from from England to our stores and then sitting on the store shelves, warm and and things like that. So that is one thing. Uh, let's see here. How about, uh, should we include the, the other wood, Andy? I don't know. Would he He is a BJCP judge, no. Yeah, but would he be impartial? I don't know. Let's see. What does, what does Andy say? He has nothing invested in me. It's fine. Well, um, (laughs) it's good to be here. And, uh, I'd like to say that (laughs) as a recognized, soon to be certified Mm. BJCP judge, um, and being there as part of the process of carrying heavy things, I think the testicles and the small bottle format are are similar, but I just can't get past the the effect of oxidization that um, the mm-hmm. small format is having. So that mm-hmm. that sherry note that you get, which is really nice, it's very nice, and it's mm-hmm. it's. I noticed that also in the larger format bottle, it's not only sherry, but I get like a leathery kind of tobacco, really subtle hints of um, weird kind of esters and. So I don't know, but I, I think that if you kind of take that away between the two, mm-hmm. um, because Kim really concentrated hard and, and forced me to carry heavy things, um, right. I would I would say that they're cloned. I was surprised. Now, why wouldn't you? Would you know what? Uh, what I'm hearing is that uh, the sperm is wrong because of your your my stick. inadequate stick. <laughs> yeah, my uh, well, I was born you know 
with a, a propensity for not being able to measure accurately. Correctly. Uh-huh. Um, and so the shortcoming that I've had, um, I think, uh, had had contributed to the um, mismeasurement of the measurement stick mm. that we use. It's a, a wooden That's dowel. the shortcoming of the, the sperm sample. The shortcoming of the sperm sample. I, I also think there's it might be some mutations mm. in the um, on the stick. Mm-hmm. You know, the shortcomings that I have, you know, with math may have something to do with it. So there was... Um, um, no, but I, Kim can tell you about that, I'm sure, as the brewer. I'm just, I just make measuring sticks and carry things. Incorrect measuring sticks, Correct. apparently. Exactly. Right. Great. Yeah. Great. Sure. Uh, clone, not clone? I will say cloned. Okay. Justin? Uh, not a lot to add after that. No, really good assessment. So I, I agree. Uh, uh, balls is very close to the small format bottle. A mm-hmm. um, little bit of a of a hop uh, uh, bite in balls, right? Which little, we talk about. All, it's a little hoppier. It's kind of one of those things. It has to drop out, right? Just a little right. age on it, and then it gets closer to an English beer, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. or at least English beer that we're used to on this right. side of the right. pond. Yeah, we get that all the time, and, and people think that all English beers are right. Got this toffee, oxidized character, and lower hop levels, and yeah, yeah. I, I bet this beer has a bright hop character on the other side of the pond, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. and and uh, although we all like that sherry note, and mm-hmm. I actually like Andy's um, description of the leathery notes in there too. I mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> to me, aside from that, I don't have anything to add other than that little hop bite that's that is in what I think is Kim's beer, the Balls beer, and uh, well, I, I do also you think see, the Balls will develop a leathery character. I think uh, <laughs> as they I, warm up, they do. I think that as they warm up, I, I think especially if you if you cup. The balls, uh, uh-huh. and it warms up in even in the cup. Uh, mm-hmm. It starts to get a little uh, closer to the to the meantime. A little leathery, a little leathery, a little less refined, a little less washed. Yeah, I hate to say it because I don't like Kim very much, but it's cloned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah, and for myself, I gotta go. Um, yeah, there's a there's a slight difference there, but I think it's again, uh, you know, as much as I hate to rely on that, uh, the, you know, aging. But you know, the the difference when we we tasted the large format, I was like, yeah, there's no way this is cloned. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, too far off. Um, but when we tasted the small format, especially when it's freshly poured, it's like, wow, yeah, that's that's really the same. And so, just to be clear, because I I don't know if you said so small, it's like an eleven and a half ounce bottle is right. this new meantime small format, which we had not seen before, right? And the ones that we're used to were, was the bottle that that Kim brought with her, and it's a seven fifty mil bottle, right, right? And even the color of the two beers was different, right? Not not just the flavor, but the SRM in the two different bottles was different, right? You could see that the larger format was darker, and so like you just said, Jay Z, when we poured the seven fifty. I didn't think clone either. Right. But when we poured this 11 and a half ounce that I showed on the Justin TV camera, that one, you can even see it in the cameras that the SRM is the same. Mm-hmm. It's a, they're really different beers. Right, right. Okay. So, so far, unanimous. And uh, let's get a read from the brewer here. Uh, Kim, what what, uh, what do you think about, about this? Do you think it's cloned or, or are you not satisfied? Um, I know. Same with Justin. I don't have a lot more to add. I mean, I think things like the... You know, the appearance of it, the SRM, the mm-hmm. head, you know, retention and color and all of that are similar. Um, but I agree with the it's a little bit hoppier. That bitterness lingers and it's missing some of those other notes. I'd like to see what happens if you age it. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. also my I don't have the world's best hop scale. So <laughs> that could be part of it. Um, oh, come on. Well, but the, but I think the brewer actually said, you know, kind of quoted a higher level of IBUs than the recipe had um which is interesting yeah but see you, you can't you can't go with that that's uh, that's one of the things about these recipes and i get people all the time emailing me well you know your obvious mistake was <laughs> and it's like dude no 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 please uh, you know we have a, a fair idea what we're doing here it's um you know the 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 formulas that are used are just you know wild guesses at what ibus you're going to end up with or what color you're going to end up with so you have to just you know, take it with a grain of salt and just say, well, we're using exactly the same ratio of ingredients that the brewer used should end up the same, you right. know, the same process and same, you know, the the whirlpool thing makes a big difference. And 
So uh, I think you're actually pretty close. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see, too, um, pitching a little bit less yeast mm-hmm. to see if it would give some of those esters that we're picking up in the small bottle format. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it's minimal, I think. I wanted to, before you say cloned or not cloned, mm-hmm. I wondered if Jamil minds me asking. So with the, with the hop character that you're talking about, you know, wondering if it would age out like we're talking about. You've heard us all say it. Would you change the hop? recipe would you have backed off on your hops now that you know we're all calling it too hoppy or would you just do the same thing again and wait for it to chill out yeah i do the same thing again and age it all right you know or see if we could see if it would um pick up some of those other flavors over time okay so you wouldn't change the recipe yeah that's what i wanted to know Mm -mm. so cloned I guess so. Unanimous <laughs> decision. All right. Cloned. Only for the small format. Definitely not for the large format. Right, right. Well, and, you know, over time, I think uh, it may, may get get to that point. All right. Let's uh, take a short break. When we come back, we'll go through the recipe for this. Uh, back after this. Networks and ninjas of the Brutane clan. This is Chip Walton with Brewing TV. As we all know, Jamil is getting his professional brew on soon at Heretic Brewing Company. When it comes to beer styles, he's not just jumping over the fence, he's tearing that fence down. Ain't no brewing classic styles here. Get a taste of what Jamil's working on in our newest episode of Brewing TV. Online now at BrewingTV.com. Okay, I rolled a 15, and I get a plus 2 from my yeast starter. No, sorry, you failed your roll. Your beer is infected. No way! You had to be to 24. It's schizosaccharomyces. This sucks! I just failed versus oxidation! Our party is fracked! Doug's the only one left, and his beer is a Berliner Weiss! What's this? A tea party? Hey, this is a brew session, man. Get lost! Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really uh, use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Does your significant other know the difference between an Irish red ale and a Flanders red ale? Do you burp, strizzle, spalt, and fart Why yeast 2308? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs, ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the socially awkward Patters beer and the sci-fi convention showstopper number eight make 10th level at northernbrewer.com when i order a beer i want my server to know more about it than i do i want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too i want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style i want a cicerone the cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right cicerones no beer there are three levels in the cicerone program certified beer server certified cicerone and master cicerone cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer the best beer locations have a certified cicerone on staff relaxed and unpretentious cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Nico, listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the next meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment 10 years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer at Brew Free or Die IPA in the Northeast, Northwest, parts of the Midwest, and Alaska in cans and on draft. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. 
Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Hilo, what's it feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. <laughs> it's the Brewing Network. All right, we're back. Meantime, London Porter. So the recipe. Uh, Like all the recipes we've done for the last five and a half years, uh, batch size, six gallons uh, at the end of the boil. Your anticipated OG is uh, 1059 or 14.6 Play-Doh. Anticipate SRM, according to the recipe, using the Moray um, formula is 23.3. Anticipate IBU using Rager is 18.1. 70% efficiency. 75-minute work boil. The uh, grist is uh, 48.3% or 3.03 kilograms of British pale ale malt. 23.6% or 1.48 kilograms of Munich malt. Uh, 7.9% or... Uh, 490 grams of uh, brown malt, 7.9 or 490 grams of uh, Rauch malt, uh, 4.5% or 280 grams of torrefied uh, wheat, 4.5%, 280 grams of uh, uh, British crystal around 20 love, uh, 2.2% or uh, 140 grams of uh, chocolate malt, and 1.1% or 70 grams of black patent and, you know, what I discovered was when I went through the interview, and I might have been drinking at the time, um, the numbers weren't working out right. And I came up with a much lighter color beer and, uh, you know, because the, the brewer had given percentages. And a lot of times brewers are trying to help us out by giving us percentages, but they're rounding, you know, and they're calculating. And we need to know much more precisely in order to match the beer. So uh, I contacted Neil, he contacted Steve, and gave us the actual amounts they used. So if this is slightly different than the interview, then I wasn't drinking that much. (laughs) The interview is slightly off. If this is different than the same as the interview, then I was drinking too much, and this is fine. Um, I hope that's clear. Uh, hops, 21.55 grams of Fuggle, uh, 4.7% alpha acid, 75 minutes. 24.05 grams Fuggle, 4.7% alpha acid, 10 minutes. And 24.05 grams Fuggle, uh, 4.7% alpha acid, 0 minutes. And the yeast is the uh, Danstar Nottingham. You just use the dry yeast on that bad boy. Uh, mash, uh, they do a rest at 144 for 30 minutes, 162 Fahrenheit for 20 minutes, and then uh, mash out at 172 for 5 minutes, and then uh, sparge from there. You want to ferment. Uh, they ferment at 72. I'd suggest starting at 68 Fahrenheit uh, if you're using a smaller fermenter because I think 72 is a little bit too blasting. Uh, you know, somewhere 68, uh, or you could go up a little bit from there, but... Uh, I'd, I'd kind of keep it keep it lower. Uh, their finishing gravity is three Play-Doh. They adjust to seventy five ppm of uh, calcium chloride. So uh, that's it. Now, Kim, on your uh, your brew day, uh, you ran into some troubles, mainly because you're you're married to Andy. Is I assume that's the source of all your problems. Yeah, the first brew day, the the darker kind of more. Um, the what? What is it? The sperm? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Andy had promised me. Well, not promised me. He just said, "Oh yeah, I cut out little notch, a little dowel, 
to measure, you know, pre boil mm-hmm. volume. And so I trusted him because I'm married to him. Uh, but <laughs> it turned out afterward that it was off. So I had some measurement issues with that. And then my refractometer was getting all goofy. Um, I also tried, I did all the math that day. You don't have a decent scale. No, we've, we've I learned know. that earlier in the show. Hey, we're yeah. rednecks. We live in the sticks. Come uh-huh. on. We're, we're, we're keeping it real. Well, then you should have a meth lab. I know. You should, be, you should <laughs> have a nice scale for that. <laughs> but I tried all... I Also that day, I was trying to do... Um, I looked in Palmer's book and got all the calculations for the um, infusion step mash. Because like, I don't step mm. mash usually, but... Mm-hmm. You, the recipe said I should, so uh-huh. I tried that and it didn't work. And so then, I, even though I had added all that water, I had to, you know, direct fire it and everything. So you're saying so. Palmer's wrong? No, and you're throwing them under the bus. No, 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 no. <laughs> no sorry, no Palmer. Palmer's information didn't work. No, it's okay. because it's my fault because I was losing a lot of um, heat. I think to, the, one of the things being the one of the, our master brewers for the show, you have to pass the blame pass off the to butt? somebody else. Okay, all right. Um, so well, I, I, I thought you'd be Andy's perfect because you have Andy. <laughs> It's really my fault. Yeah. Right, right. So, there you go. Um, so, all right. so, so we're anyway, back on track here. That beer was, I was just like, oh, forget it. This is going to be a mess. And so I just sort of abused it in the fermentation. So um, <laughs> You I, abused the sperm or the I did. I abused the, the sperm. And I abused Andy. And I was like, yeah, you, it's all your fault. So mm-hmm. he was sweet enough to go get me a couple of pounds of whatever malt I needed to rebrew it the next day. Mm-hmm. So I rebrewed it the next day and it went fine. Um, did some water adjustments. Um, because we have really we have basically nothing in our water, so mm-hmm. added some gypsum, um, calcium carbonate um, to the mash, and then also uh, some calcium chloride to the mm-hmm. sparge water, and hit the numbers, and it's fine. Uh, fermented, like you said, at sixty-eight, it ramped up to seventy-two by like the second day. Mm-hmm. Um, I dialed it down just a little bit. And mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, and uh, obviously it worked. All right. So I feel quite. Uh, Quite pleased with our new addition to our our brewing team, and that means that you'll have to brew a whole bunch more for us, and we'll <laughs> yeah. be forcing beers down your down Yay! your throat, so to speak. Yeah, you're a master brewer for sure. Wow, this beer is really really well made. I, I, I could drink several pints of this. Really good beer. Thanks, Tasty. Sure. So could I. You guys need to. You have a lot of beer. <laughs> right now, you have ten gallons of this. Right? Yeah. No, just six. Oh yeah, t- no, oh, we, we do it between the two batches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, the other one's not so great. So, right. No, it's fine. Actually, no, I think good. it's I'm the same beer. It's just, I added a little water to to my sample mm-hmm. and uh, to the sperm and uh, sperm <laughs> sample, and it turned out <laughs> much closer. It makes to, it easier to drink. Yeah, okay. it, yeah. It's not quite as thick, yeah. um, and it 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 actually seemed very similar to just like a high gravity version of of the other one. So. I feel like I, in that one I'm getting some strange yeast stuff, but that just might be because I know how horribly I treated it. So, <laughs> yeah, it does have kind of a, a little bit of a more fusel alcohol, but again, thins out with a little yeah. bit of water. So it was going from like 50 to 82 in the fermenter. So oh. <laughs> bad. Anyway. It's a very robust yeast, though. Oh yeah, that stuff will crank through just about anything. Yeah. All right, so uh, got one one more. Uh, Special thing before we hit the uh, hit the answers from or the questions from the chat room. You know, Valentine's, Valentine's coming day is coming up. You know. <laughs> you know, it is. Yeah, it is. Or where can you get that that DVD of you and Andy? Well, <laughs> funny you should ask, fellas. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Tasty, that means you. Mm. Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie. Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. God, this sounds really good. <laughs> this is much better than any of them. Really I know, yeah. yeah. Go to adamandeve.com for a limited time only. You'll get... Who wrote this? For a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration, plus a free extra gift so sensual... We can't mention it on the radio. And I'm told that that is the the, the Kim and Andy Wood DVDs. Oh, well, sure. All three of them. Sure. sure. Yeah. Rumor has it. Yeah, if you say that, Adam and Eve's <laughs> going to drop you guys like a... Okay, anyway. I don't know. I think this will um, be the best promo they've ever had. <laughs> yeah. And to top it all off, we'll Can even throw in free <laughs> shipping and lick on your, lips your while you're entire doing it. order. Delicious order. Oh. Yes. And no, we're not 
teasing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type C-Y-B-I for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll receive three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Mm, shipping. Um, just <laughs> use offer code CYBI at adamandeve.com. Oh, Happy yeah. Valentine's Day. You did an excellent job of that. Yes. That's the best I've ever heard that riff. Yeah, that, that works for me. I'm, I'm ready to go to Adam Eve. All right. <laughs> this is not actually the sound of me clapping. Uh, <laughs> do you have any tissue clap, really clap. quick? Oh. Just some tissue? Oh. <laughs> this is CYBI. I don't know. Wow. Yeah, I'm surprised. Well I'm surprised that when I read it, anybody goes to the site. <laughs> I think that that's going to work. All right, uh, questions from the chat? Yeah, just one question, actually. Uh, although they were asking about where to get this beer. Just, you know, Google Meantime, go to their website. I'm sure they, they uh, have a location uh, finder. We found it at our, both our BevMo um, and then our local really good bottle shop, uh, Monument Liquors, out here mm-hmm. in California. But uh, any good bottle shop should carry this beer. It's pretty widely distributed. Right. The other question that came through, you know, in the interview, the brewer talked about type 90 pellets. Right. Can you explain what that is? That's your standard hop pellet. So they have type 90s and type 45s, and it's just the amount of um, non-hop matter that's in there, you know, vegetal matter, like twigs and berries and stuff. (laughs) uh, They strip them out, and you you actually have more concentrated uh, lupulin and and other, you know, uh, stuff. The higher the number, the more concentrated? Uh, or is it reverse. the opposite? It's the opposite. Yeah. Okay. And it's. I thought it was the size of the pellet too. Is that not this type? No, that just depends on the dye that they're running them through. Oh, what okay. kind of rabbit food pelletizer they have? Got it. Know? Yeah, because I don't. I think you've all seen right. You can sometimes have some really big pellets, and sometimes right. they're really tiny. But that has nothing to do with this. That's just, right. 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 Okay. I, I, I don't good. think it does. I mean, maybe they they might do something like that, but uh, generally, I, I've seen. Yeah, various sizes all with the uh, the same uh, type ninety type. Okay, that was it from the chat. Although they did say, "Well done, Kim Wood." Hi guys. Okay, thanks. And the people watching the video as uh, Andy Wood was serving the beers to us at the break were upset that you did not have a French maid outfit on. So. Uh, How do they know I'm did. not wearing a French maid outfit <laughs> underneath? Right. Did. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's I it. See, from I the can chat. see it below the from the, below the desk. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about all that. All right. Good job. Uh, thank you again uh, uh, to the Woods, uh, especially Kim, for uh, being our, our latest uh, master brewer. Uh, if you get a chance, uh, check out the Brewing Network store. There's a lot of good stuff in there. we got books. we got hats. we got glassware. we got shirts. Uh, all sorts of goodies that uh, help uh, support the Brewing Network and make you look cool while you're wearing them. Absolutely. Uh, next show, if you're if you're listening live, it's going to be Meantime IPA. So uh, stay tuned and uh, enjoy that with us here in a bit. Until then, Bruce Strong and often. 